Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. The title of this episode is More Research Spending Means More Research Opportunity. And they talked a lot about this at ACRP, so I kind of wanted to kind of record this after ACRP. And I've got a, a kind of a visual here of how research spending and research and design spending have been increasing in clinical trials and the pharmaceutical industry year over year since 1995. But before we get into that, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little like Kanye West right now because I went to the d dentist earlier today and, you know, he was spitting that verse through the wire, uh, you know, through pain and stuff. So I kind of feel like that. So apologies for my voice in advance. But a lot of people, and you know, what really made me want to make this video is a lot of people have been emailing me lately about having a hard time breaking into the clinical research industry. And I want to kind of make this video because even though you're having a hard time getting in the industry, it is a very, very good industry to be a part of. As you can see, the research and design, the R&D spending has been increasing year over year. So more money in there means more opportunities for you to get involved in clinical research. And that means better career trajectory in research also. And really, the, the reason for your difficulty getting into the industry could be a number of things, could be your resume is not up to par, it's not very well communicating your experience and what you can bring to the table. So we've got a resume review program to help you there. It could be if, you've, if you're making it past the first level and you're getting interviews, it could be your interviewing is not up to par and you need some help there. So once again, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. If you're interested in any of those, you want help with your resume or you want help with interviewing. Uh, we've helped a number of clients with that and almost every single client I've worked with, actually pretty, I think every single client I've worked with has gotten a job after we've done some interview preparation or they have gotten to the interview phase after we've done a resume review. So I know what I'm talking about and you can ask, I'm sure some people listening to this episode will comment down below who have worked with me in before, or you can look at the resume review testimonials video, or you can even email me for some testimonials uh, from other clients I've worked with in the past. So just want to get that out there. But at ACRP, they talked about, and you can see in the, uh, in the uh, picture I have, if you're watching on YouTube, that R&D spending has been increasing pretty much since 1995. So in 1995, they have global spending at $33 billion. And then in 2000, five years later, it's 54 billion. Then 2005 is 94 billion. So 10, in a 10 year span, it, got, it goes, it went up threefold. Then 2010, 127 billion. Then in 2015, 142 billion. Then in 2020, 159 billion it's projected to be global spending on uh, pharma R&D. Now, and then they have another segment where they kind of break it down versus outsourced services versus internal staff and in infrastructure. So in 2000, the bulk of that 54 billion, 38 billion was spent on internal staff and infrastructure, whereas 16 billion was spent on outsourced services. So the, you know, the vast majority was spent on internal staff, I mean, you know, about twice as much. And then in 2005, you've got of the total 94 billion spent, you have 60 billion spent on internal staff and infrastructure, 
and then outsource services is 33 billion. So you've got about half of that. So they got, you know, 60 billion spent on internal staff and then half of that uh, 33 billion spent on outsource services. So you can kind of see where this is going. And then if we fast forward to 2015, of the total 142 billion spent, 68 billion was spent on internal staff and infrastructure where 73 billion more was spent on outsourced services. And then what they're projecting for 2020 is me is 65 billion, so even less on internal staff and infrastructure and 93 billion spent on outsourced services. So you can kind of see where this graph is taking us that more and more of the money spent on R&D is going to be spent on outsourced services. And that's good for people that like the idea of working for a CRO or a vendor of a pharmaceutical company or you know a small CRO, a biotech or something like that. Something someone that works with pharmaceutical companies to get their drugs onto the market. So that bodes well for the, for those individuals and that makes it good for uh, people that are interested in being CRAs, project managers, or even contract uh, CRAs and contract project managers too. I know there are a lot of people out there that are interested in that, uh, myself included. So look, the, the R&D spending means that it is going to be great for the future of clinical research and clinical trials because it just keeps going up and up and up every single year without fail that a little bit more and a little bit more is spent on R&D. So don't worry, if you're having a hard time getting into the industry, more and more jobs are being created every single day in the industry. So just be patient, continue shooting your number of shots you need to get a job. I tell people all the time, shoot for 200 applications before you get your first job. People are not applying enough. You're not applying enough to get your first position in the industry. So even if you're interviewing in, and you're in the final stages of an interview, keep applying. Even if you're in the beginning stages of an interview, keep applying. Even if you have a recruiter phone screen, keep applying. You keep applying for jobs until you have an offer in your hand for a job. So just keep applying, keep applying, keep applying. And then you'll eventually get a position. I think a lot of people get in trouble where they get interview they get an interview for a position then they stop applying they think that they're you know you might be a great candidate for it but you may not get the job so you got to kind of see it all the way through you got to finish it finish it out and until you have an offer that you're happy with you keep applying you keep applying you keep applying but for those that are maybe in college right now thinking about going into pharma uh, thinking about going into clinical research in the future in a couple years a year from now you're looking in the right direction you really, really are. Um, if you want to make a big impact in terms of health and disease, if you want to live a good life, if you want good career trajectory, and if you want a fairly stable uh, job in the industry, pharmaceuticals and clinical research is a great place to be. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, that was one of the slides shared at ACRP in 2019 uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, if you are interested to hear about more of my experience at ACRP, I do have another video episode out on YouTube. You can check it out. And I think it was called My Thoughts on ACRP 2019. So no matter where you're listening to this, you can always check it out. 
So thank you guys. As always, email me eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com if you have any questions about anything discussed in this episode or you want to get started on your resume review program or interview prep. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.